You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. And my first guest today is Ryan Anscombe. Uh, Ryan is a chaplain at YMCA uh, Bournemouth. Good, good morning to you, Ryan. Morning. I say you're chaplain because, like me and one other people, you have been you've been furloughed because obviously the the YMCA, like many other organisations, are facing all sorts of challenges through this time. But in normal times, uh, what does the what does your role as chaplain entail? <laughs> oh, it's it's always such a hard one to answer when people ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's it's really very broad, and um, I, I guess to break it down. My role as chaplain at the YMCA is naturally to um, to represent that Christian part of the ethos um, that is obviously in the title, you know, Christ, uh, Young Men's Christian Association. And so my role kind of takes me anywhere and everywhere, depending on what's going on and what the need is. Um, so, for example, the main kind of building where I'm based is the hostel uh, on Westover Road, uh, naturally because there are so many people there, so I'll... Um, often be getting involved in the guys who live there. Um, you know, I, I don't know, it might be just running some social activities um, on a weekly basis or on a one-off basis or, or maybe doing some uh, more explicitly faith-based stuff like uh, leading Bible studies or running alpha courses and things like that. Um, and just generally being a presence and building relationships with, with both staff and um, clients who live in that building. Um, but then also, um, I, I've been, been able to build links with the youth team uh, and get involved in some youth work and also head over to the junction when that's up and running um, and you know, build some links with the leisure guys there and um, likewise with, with the, the children's centres and, and, and whatnot. So so the role really can take me around the YMCA, which is great because it allows me to um, build relationships with people that I might not see You know, if I was just based in, in one of the buildings. Now, actually, at the beginning of this week, I, I had a, another guest uh, who was an ex-resident uh, of uh, the YMCA, uh, Joe, uh, and and he was sharing with, with our listeners about the, the huge difference uh, that the YMCA had made in his life. Of course, when he became a resident, he, he, he was uh, taking drugs and using and so on, and his journey was a wee bit like the, the two steps forward, three steps back sort of thing. But, but today, uh, he, he went to Moreland's Bible College, and, uh, and today he's married with five children, actually, uh, and, 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 and completely different life. That was 11 years ago. I guess that, that that's the vision that you guys in the YMCA hold, isn't it, is giving people, the residents who come your way, many of course have got lots and lots of hurts and life circumstances, but giving them that space to change. But I guess winning their trust, Ryan, it must be the first difficult challenge for you. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's a difficult challenge for me, because, because of the nature of my role is to come alongside come alongside people and to build a relationship with them with no real agenda other than building relationship and supporting them. Um, I actually find that in comparison to, say, the guys who are on the housing team, um, I definitely have a, a bit of an upper hand in that respect. And, and I think people are quite quick to trust me because I simply am saying, hey, how's it going? You know, let, let's hang out and let's do this stuff together. And there's not really like a, there's not really like a good cop, bad cop, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, but naturally... A lot of our clients, they, they obviously, as you've mentioned with the guys on um, earlier this week, everyone comes with their own story, and depending on what that story has been, depends on how um, how they 
uh, how what's the word I'm looking for? How they deal, I suppose, with building relationships with people. Um, so what I mean is, obviously, some people are naturally a lot more closed, and it does take a while longer. Um, yeah. In which case, it's, I wouldn't. I, I guess it's not really um, a, a difficulty that comes with my position, but just with the you know the nature of people have been through a lot of stuff, and and it takes its toll ultimately, but. Um, but it's really interesting because I think that's also part of the beauty of, of being a chaplain um, for YMCA is in that I, I just, you know, I get to hang out with these guys who a lot of people sometimes don't, you know, they don't want to hang out with them um, because there's stereotypes or whatever attached to, to stuff. And I get to simply just say, um, you know, like I say, here I am, let's do this together. You know, um, I'm Ryan. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's do life together. So it's a real privilege in that sense. Hope FM, faith-filled radio. But just now, let's just talk a wee bit about about the, the prayer line, because obviously in normal circumstances, you said you would be chaplain at the YMCA and doing a million and one tasks, building relationships uh, with, with with people. But of course, then along came this thing called COVID-19. And uh, <laughs> it, for you and many others, it led to furlough. But you've not been, yeah. you've not been twiddling your thumbs because you've become a volunteer, haven't you? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And and that is that yeah, volunteer for for faith works, and, and of course that has then led to the birth of what I think is a, is a really really needed service at the moment, and that is uh, the prayer line. Tell us how how did the whole idea of the prayer line, the whole concept, how did that where did that come from? So uh, myself and and some of the other um, some of the other guys at YMCA, we were all just thinking really about how we can do more in this um, situation of COVID-19 for the for the local community and how we can support others who aren't necessarily connected to YMCA right now. Um, particularly, I suppose, thinking of the likes of everyone who's working for the NHS and, uh, and for anyone who might have relatives in that field or people who are suffering from COVID-19 or whatever. Um, and so I, I had a chat with Gareth, our um, CEO, uh, and he said to me, well, he just pitched the idea, basically. He, you know, he pitched the idea of having a prayer line that could be accessed um, by the local community. Um, uh, you know, uh, that we that could just operate, and, and we could just get a, a bunch of volunteers and, and uh, build links with local churches and, and see if we could all partner together to to start something for the local community. Um, and so then, myself and Alistair from FaithWorks, um, we we simply just started looking into it um, and exploring the different options. You know, like. Tech technological side of things what exactly would we need to put in place in order to have a a single number that people can ring and that gets put through to various volunteers um you know logistics and, and put together training material and things like that um and then lo and behold I've, it was very busy for a while <laughs> so yeah you're exactly right even though i've been furloughed uh, i'm still i'm still super busy because now rather than doing it from the back of, uh, on the back of my role as a chaplain I'm now volunteering for FaithWorks to coordinate the project. Um, and so there's still, because it's early days, there's still a lot of teething issues that we're sorting out with, with technology and, and a lot, you know, things are coming up and we're like, oh, I hadn't even considered that, you know, what do we do with that? Um, um, but yeah, that's kind of how the idea was birthed. Uh, and, our, and our prayer and our hope really is that, um, you know, it, it doesn't just stop after the, the pandemic is over. You know, this could be actually something that could be extremely fruitful uh, a great way to join together as christians and also to to um, be a presence for the community as you know followers of jesus 
Mm. I mean, we do know that they say that one in 20 people uh, are, are actually praying, people who weren't necessarily praying uh, before. And of course, the, uh, the many online services that, that, that churches are undertaking, they are being viewed by very, very high numbers of people. COVID-19, of course, is challenging. I think as we come out of it and we go into recession, and perhaps with, yeah. a, with a very sad, I think, loss of many, many jobs. Uh, there is going to be quite a lot of distress on, on a lot of people. There is now, of course, I mean, the incidence of mental health. So I guess that having the prayer line, you've had to train a whole a whole group of people, though, haven't you, to, so that they everything that they hear on the end of the phone is held in the strictest of confidence and, and, and then obviously yeah. there people that you can you can you can trust to hold confidences and so on was that a difficult challenge finding those people and training them to be honest it, it seemed actually that they kind of came out of the woodwork um i remember alistair um saying that he was going to ask around and, and send out some emails and get in touch with churches and the next thing i knew we had about 20 volunteers um all ready to sort of get jump on some training and um and get involved so that was amazing um I would say it's been harder to try and assist people with um, sorting out the technology when I can't actually be with them. Because <laughs> yeah. over the phone, I kind of say, oh, well, you need to download this app, and then you need this password that's about 30 digits long. <laughs> um, and you need, you know, and so it, that's, been, that's been the main challenge. But it's been great, actually. There's been so much willingness for people to get involved, um, which has been a real blessing. Yeah, and of, and of course, we, we actually should tell people that the prayer line is available from 7 in the morning until 10 p.m. in the evening. Uh, and the number is uh, 08081 963 That's 08081 963 You're listening I hope, regularly to Hope FM. You'll hear it being played uh, on a fairly regular basis uh, throughout our, our, our program. I know it's early days, Ryan, but, uh, but uh, are you beginning to get calls? Uh, yeah, we are. They are um, coming in slowly, um, which is, you know, which is fine. Uh, um, it, it's, it's very early days, um, and it's come together so quickly. So, uh, you know, I think it's just uh, mm. just riding out and yeah. carrying on, you know, just being there. Yeah, I, and I think also that, that having a slow start is quite good in a way because it, it helps people to get used yeah. to, and I guess you can sort out any technical glitches that you may you may have. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's great. Well, let's have some more, uh, some more uh, music now. Your your second track, again, a man with a great sense of music and national pride. We haven't got any roots in Ireland, have you? Because uh, you what, sorry? any roots in Ireland? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, Rend Collective of a fantastic Irish band, you know, and yeah, <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> you only introduce your second track, which is above everything else. Yeah, uh, the, uh, to be honest, the, the thing that I love most about this song is towards the end, where it simply repeats the line, King Jesus, you are victorious, because again, it's all about him, isn't it? And I know th this song reminds me of when I was at Moreland, um and the Lord was speaking to me a lot, and, and I was drawing quite close to him. Um, I, like That was a quite significant time, and, and you know, just reflecting on how much bigger he is than, than everything we are and everything we know. Um, I find it really refreshing. So, yeah. um. Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Now, obviously, we've talked about you being chaplain of Wimsey Bournemouth, and, and we've talked about you being the the person who's helped to bring the prayer line together along with uh, with Alistair in, in FaithWorks. Let's talk about your 
your faith? I know you mentioned going to Moorlands, but how did the faith journey begin for you, uh, Ryan? How did you become a Christian in the first place? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an interesting one, because um, I would kind of say the, the faith journey for me started when I was born, <laughs> just simply because I, I genuine, genuinely have always believed that Jesus Christ was my Savior and that he died on the cross and that he rose again. Um, to the point that when I was about four or five uh, in infant school, I would I would say to my friends, "Oh, do you believe? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus is God? Do you believe He died for you?" And if they said no, I'd say, "Oh, well, you're going to hell." Um, and then obviously they, they kind of sparked a bit of controversy. Uh, and you'll be glad to know I've learned how to be a little bit more sensitive to that. <laughs> um, but it was because my. That my uh, friends would go home and tell their parents that I said they were going to hell, and then their parents would ring up my mum and say, oh, your son said this. And mum would be put in a bit of a sticky situation as a believer, because she'd be like, oh, well, uh, kind of what we believe, but maybe have a bit more tact to it. But, um, but yeah, anyway, anyway so, um, so I, I've, as I say, I've always genuinely believed that, that the Lord, um, Jesus was my Lord and Saviour. Uh, and so it's just been a, a kind of a continual progression of learning what it means to be a follower of Jesus, um, you know, um, going to church with my with my family on on a Sunday, uh, growing up, and you know, getting involved in, in youth things like that. Um, uh, but then when I was oh, and and then when when I was fourteen, I, I decided that I yeah, this is actually what I believe. I, I truly believe it for myself, and I made that conscious decision that it wasn't just my mum and dad's belief that I was following. That I genuinely believe it from my, in my heart, you know. And then I decided to get baptized on the 19th of September, 2004. Um, and, and as I say, so it was a con- continual kind of uphill climb, if you like, from that point. Um, but then when I went to college, did as quite a few people do, kind of got swept away in the wrong crowd and started being a bit of an idiot. Um, and even though I was still telling people that I was a Christian, I wasn't living a good example at all, you know, uh, to the point actually where, you know, if I was going out drinking or whatever, people would say, oh, but aren't you going to be a Christian? And I would say, yeah, you know, but it's fine. So I was being... Very, hypocr- very hypocritical in that sense. Um, and maybe that was for about a year, but then um, it was quite remarkable, really. I was um, just out with my friends one time uh, and had a bit of a fly-on-the-wall moment where nobody was kind of acknowledging that I was there. I was just standing, just looking around. And um, and then I heard a voice in my head say, um, you know, what are you doing, Ryan? This isn't who you are. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's, that's really true. Um, and so from that point, I kind of, um, that was kind of the end of my rebellious stage if you like um but yeah then from then um the lord continued to to nurture me and, and ultimately led me to moreland's bible college where i studied uh, on the youth and community work track um which was incredible i think if anyone is considering going to moreland's i would definitely recommend it because it it just took my understanding and my knowledge of the bible and, and of what it means to be a follower of jesus to the next level and it's ultimately where i met my wife as well no surprise Oh, romance! Um, romance blossomed uh, at college. Yeah, they they call it Moreland Bridal College for a reason. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, it, so it's it's kind of just been a continual um, progression of of growing and learning. Um, and I suppose, you know, as it is for all of us. When you were at Moreland's then, obviously, I mean, you mentioned you did the youth and community work uh, stream there. So had you pretty much figured out by that stage in your life that you wanted to do something that was involved in working with, uh, with, with, young, with young people in, in some form? Or, or did you have, I mean, did you want to, uh, was there something else in your mind and you changed course? 
I I knew that the Lord was was saying to me that he wanted me to do youth work, but I had absolutely no idea what that was going to look like at all. Um, and just to, just to go back a few steps, in 2011, um, my dad had a breakdown. He went missing for a while. Um, he's all good. Like he, that, That's all kind of resolved. But then after that, I think just as part of the coping process, I, I needed to... I needed to have something to look forward to um, as a way of dealing with the trauma and things. And so I was actually going to go to uni and study uh, music composition for film. And I said to God, um, this is what I'm going to do. Um, if, you, if you don't want to do it, then you need to tell me and you need to make it really clear. Otherwise, I'm just going to do it. So I was being a bit naughty. Um, uh, and anyway, so I, in order to get there to do um, the uni course, I would have to have gone back to college and, and got a music um, A-level. Um, and so I went for an interview at college, uh, and it was the moment that I got an unconditional offer to go and do music at college was then when the Lord said, are you actually going to do this? Uh, and I was like, no, <laughs> I guess I'm not. And, and I'd, I'd known before that that he, was, he had called me to, to do some youth work. Um, and, and up to that point, it was like youth work was kind of real down low, and, and music was my number one priority. But the minute I got the unconditional offer, then suddenly youth work was up level with the music and I had to make that choice um, um, and so I, I was like I, you know there's there's no two ways about it I know that the Lord is saying to me go to Moreland um, and so I did and I, but like I said I had absolutely no idea where that would take me I just knew that that's what the Lord was asking of me at that time well you know the next question <laughs> so when did, it, <laughs> when did it become clear uh, what you were to do yeah um, Great question. So I left Moorlands uh, still having no idea what I was going to do. That was 2015. But naturally, uh, because of my qualification, I I got um, a couple of different jobs at different times working for a uh, school for young people who are excluded from mainstream education. Um, the first time I was just doing support work for a few months um, before I had to, to stop that, and I was, and I was doing some delivery driving on the side. Um, but then end of 2016, I was offered... And this is crazy, really. I was offered a, a tutor role at a different school for, for those sorts of young people. Uh, and I was teaching English. And I, I, I still to this day have no idea how I managed to, to get that because I don't have any kind of um, training in tuition or teaching or whatever. Um, but for me, I loved working with those young people because the, the school is so small and it's so you know, uh, close-knit that the, the opportunity to build relationships with them and... Um, and, and you know, ultimately be a positive role model. It, it was just, it was just awesome. Um, so I did that for a couple of years, but then it got to the point where I, I guess God was just giving me a nudge because although it was awesome to work with those young people, I still wanted to be doing something that was explicitly Christian, where I could really share the gospel. Um, and obviously, my hands were tied a little bit in that setting. Um, and so I simply prayed. Um, I, I thanked the Lord for the opportunity at the school. Um, and I just said, if there's another way you can take me down the path that you want me to go, then then please do. And uh, shortly after that, maybe a couple of weeks, um, my wife just said, oh, do you know there's a, a job at YMCA um, for an assistant chaplain at the time? Um, and then I looked at the, the spec and having worked with the young people who were, you know, suffering with um, some, some mental health issues and also dealing with addiction, it gave me a lot of relevant experience. Um and it was still very much out of my comfort zone at the time, but I was like, you know, this is this is perfect for what I'm for what I'm feeling hungry for, you know, getting to share the gospel and be a Christian presence. Um, and so I went for it, and and here I am. <laughs> isn't isn't it amazing <laughs> how uh, listening to your your testimony story there, uh, Ryan? That 
I'm always fascinated by how our past prepares us for the future that only God can yeah. see. As you look back on, on, on those years, you know, where your mum and dad and even some of the, the challenging times that you worked through, I, I guess it must encourage you to see that clear pathway to do what you're doing. Now, although I imagine on the front line it's still a bit scary. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I, you're exactly right. It is amazing when you look back. And hindsight is a, is a wonderful thing, isn't it, where you can see what exactly the Lord has been doing. Um, and, and that specifically reminds me of, of a time I graduated from Orleans, and I was looking for something that was, um, you know, overtly Christian. And I applied for a, um, a job in... Um, like going into secondary schools and, and sharing the gospel because I'd done that before in about 2009 I'd worked for a, an organisation that was similar to that um, and I, I, the, in terms of what the job was asking I knew that I would be able to do it almost with my eyes shut you know it was just perfect for, for me and for what I for what I love doing and also for my experiences um, and I didn't get it and I remember at the time being so frustrated because all I wanted to do was find this perfect job after Moreland you know um, and I was so confused about why God would let it happen. But then a, a couple of months later, I looked on the website, and that job had, had actually, they'd gotten rid of it completely. Um, and so looking in hindsight, I was like, well, now it makes complete sense as to why God was doing that, you know. Um, and it just obviously wasn't right. And so, yeah, you're right. Like, there is, it definitely has its challenges still um, because, you know, I'm working with people, and, and I myself am a person, you know. I'm, I'm in no way, the, you know, the... Uh, uh, um, exempt from all the struggles and all the worries and, and you know, all the difficulties. Um, but, you, but you're right, all of that experience does go a long way. Uh, and it's also really encouraging, I think, when you can look back uh, and in those times where you're not quite sure what the Lord is doing, it's encouraging to look back and know that he is doing something that I'll probably figure out tomorrow rather than today, you know. <laughs> well, I've no doubt that God is very powerfully using you i'm sure and god is a wonderful way of bringing encouragement uh, to all of us actually and uh, and mm. uh, clearly you i can tell by uh, by your enthusiasm for all that you're doing that you you're clearly there the right man for the for the right job and and facing uh, <laughs> facing the challenges with a smile on your face <gasps> well you're... i appreciate it <laughs> i <I'll> try <laughs> you, you can give me the money afterwards uh <laughs> gotta gotta keep this well i've been furloughed so there's not much to go around with it <laughs> <laughs> well, you, when you you've got a, you, a direct link to him upstairs, so you can ask him, and you'll know, be fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.